Hey everyone, I'm Andrea Ferretti, and this is episode 217 of Yoga Land. Hi, Jason. Hi, Andrea. I can tell that you're amused by yourself right now. I can see a little... Joy? Yes. I'm actually not Okay. amused by myself. Oh, okay. Are you know. joyous? Joyful? I mean, I'm a, I'm a middle-aged plus Midwestern man, so I'm in a good mood, but... So you're taciturn. I'm not, <laughs> taciturn. <laughs> Someone told me I'm a kidding. joke once. I, it probably goes to various Scandinavian countries, but this, this had to do with uh, supposedly a Danish man. Have I told you this one? No. I'm not a joke teller. No. Like, okay. You're not. I crack weird, bad dad jokes all the time, but I'm not like a packaged joke no, guy. No, you're not. I can't um, wait for this one. So the joke is, there once was a Danish man okay. who Scared. loved his wife so much, he almost told her. <laughs> it's a good joke. That's a good joke. That's, That's a, a good really joke. good no, joke. No, you know I'm really sappy, actually. Oh, yeah. Whenever, At home, yeah, yeah. yeah you're sappy yeah. with us. No, I'm not taciturn. I'm somewhere between- I'm kidding about the taciturn. I'm, I'm having a good day. Good. Yeah. Well, that's good because we're we are in our in the U.S. We are in our Thanksgiving week. We're recording this on Monday. Thanksgiving is on Thursday, and we thought we'd do things a little different this week. Do but you, first, do you know how old you were when you found out that Canada had a Thanksgiving and it was on a different day? No, but I don't have the connection to Canada that you do because I don't I, live like I never lived like forty minutes away from. I it. was in my forties. Oh, that's, really? That's one of the, yes. Oh well, I, I was a lot younger than that. Yeah, I know. It's like a very American thing <laughs> that I'm not necessarily proud of. There's no. certain like American things I'm proud of, and there's other American things I'm like, ah, uh, this is kind of. Um, you played hockey with those boys all the time. I wasn't thankful for them. For, the, for playing hockey with them? No. Yeah. They played year round and they, I don't know. They were so good, right? They're big. They were like, I think they all had fake IDs. Maybe. Maybe. That that would be a good idea. Fake birth certificates. <laughs> I don't know where this is going, but I don't, I don't like either. it. Okay. So before we get into the, the heart of our episode, you know, it'll be good to talk about this because you are just about to launch your teacher training modules for next year. And so you will start doing a lot of work on those soon and when they launch. But until now, I have been doing a lot of work on those. Yes. And Chelsea Adams has been doing a lot of work on those. Yes. So it is on my, in you know, on the brain. We're just about to put it all on sale. Modules one, two, and three. You could just buy one. You could buy all three. You could just buy two. You could just, I don't know. You could... Yeah, so um, step down, turn around. That's good. I don't know. That's plenty. Okay. Only our regular listeners are still on. Anyone else, this is their first time. Like, I'm but good. here's I'll the thing that's girl. exciting is that you're going to be doing a little info session live. Yes, next Monday. So next Monday, the thirtieth of November, nine a.m. Pacific. You can sign up if you want to talk to Jason about teacher training and what you will learn in his teacher training and how it all works by going to jasonyoga.com slash info session. I'm going to give myself a really quick plug, which is I've already done 300 hours of online training and I've been doing this with online with Glow for eight years. So I was just on this panel with Yoga Alliance about converting in-room trainings to online trainings. And I just feel <laughs> so fortunate in the, these bizarre times that this is something that I have been developing for nearly a decade. 
and I'm not trying to figure it out. And also when I did it with Glow, you know, we worked with a bunch of online educational specialists to go through best known practices for teaching online. And it really is a different thing. It really is a different thing. I love it. I'm super excited to do it. I'm really proud that there's so many people that participate and I couldn't do it without you. I couldn't do it without Chelsea. I couldn't do it without John Pears, like a bunch of people who who are facilitating this. So yeah, I am really happy. And the course launches in February, but that information session is Monday. What is it? The 30th? Just go to the website, Jason, Mm -hmm. yeah, at 9 a.m. So join me. Join us. Ali Ziegler on design. Ryan Johnson on Kartra expertise. And on and on. To do this right, like to you, it's it's pretty easy to throw up a Zoom call, but my God, that shouldn't happen for a training. You know, maybe for like an afternoon workshop or something, or you know, obviously when we're teaching our public classes, I still teach classes, drop-in classes via Love Story on Zoom. But that technology, it just does not scale. It's totally inappropriate for a larger training. Yeah. 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 So we got it covered. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about things that we're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot on my list. I can think about them as kind of categories. Okay. Right? So I think about them as like the the deeply personal ones. And then I think about them as like, well, we always talk about yoga. So what are what are like the yoga practices or tools or techniques that I'm particularly happy and and leveraging lately. And then I also like trivial things too, because I think trivial things are fun. Okay. So kind of the trivial things that I'm genuinely thankful for. But some of the big ones, obviously, they start with you. Oh my gosh, stop. Yeah. Oh, go on. Yeah. (laughs) Um, For people that don't know, you and I, well, people have heard this forever, but we met at Yoga Journal, mm-hmm. like how long ago? When we were young, almost twenty and years ago by now. Yeah, I think I was. Oh my gosh! Yeah, about twenty years. About twenty years ago. So we had a working relationship for so long. Like I taught you yoga, I wrote articles, and you were my editor. You know, and so when we fell in love and got married. Stop your embarrassment. <laughs> we don't talk like this to um, each other. Okay, wait. I have to interrupt wait, 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 for a okay. second. My favorite David- I'm the one that interrupts. I know. I'm getting in on it. My favorite David Sedaris moment was when I went to see him live, just at a bookstore. I've seen him like three times doing readings and stuff, but he always will like rehearse new material that hasn't been published yet. And he talked about how he and his husband, Hugh, only communicate their feelings through hand puppets. Okay. They right. always say, I love you through hand puppets, because otherwise right. it's too intimate. So you okay. starting to talk about us so the, falling in love is So I'm going to get back on track, much. but I don't know if you know, I do think you know this about me. I really dislike humor in books. I didn't know that. Yes. I can't read David Sedaris to save my <gasps> life. How are we still I married? I literally can't stand it. I love humor. Don't get me wrong. You know that. You know that. I love comedy. I love comedians. I love stand-up. I love all this. I can't read humor. So is that connected to what I just said? or is Well, because David Sedaris is- Okay, but you said you were going to get back on track. Oh, I'm going to get back on track. Okay, the things get back I'm on track. Because um, so, I just want to forget that you ever said that. Well, he's, I want to forget that you love David Sedaris. Oh my gosh, he's so funny. He makes me laugh out loud. I'll read him to you aloud oh, over Thanksgiving. Oh, great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm in down dog. Just over Thanksgiving, that'll be one of the things on our list. Okay. 
So we have worked together. So unlike, so sometimes people will bring up like, what's it like to, you know, work with your spouse? But we were work partners before. We were spices, spouses, married. <laughs> spices. Spices. <laughs> um, and I feel like, I don't feel like, you know, you and I have gone time and time and time again over the last couple of years where I have seen you and I as one like operational teaching podcasting entity. And it has really come together this year. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I'm unbelievably thankful for you in all the ways that you are my wife and my best friend. But also like, I just can't imagine a more trusted person to create content with a high level of care and integrity. Like I just, I really couldn't do all the online content that I do without you. Like we, we really are two parts of, of uh, this, uh, this process. Yeah. I'll say another thing too, which is I've already mentioned Chelsea and John and all of my online training students. Like there's so many people that, that are required to create online content in a high finish, high quality way, you know? And so I couldn't teach the way I'm teaching without the team. And then a couple other things along those lines. I'm super, super thankful that certain studios like Love Story, like Try Yoga, that they're still there and that we're still able to work together. We're still able to partner together. I'm thankful for that community. You know, I have not separated. I'm unbelievably thankful to Glow for everything that they've done for me in terms of giving me an audience and I'm just being a, a really awesome community. And then one more kind of broad, kind of topical thing for me. This isn't something I've said, but I'm thankful that that you have had so many new and awesome voices on the podcast this year. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, we love it when it's us and, and we kind of default to that and more and more it's us, but it's been so nice to have so many people on this year. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just continuing to look forward to developing that with you. Cool. Yeah. That was very sentimental. That's as sentimental as it's going to get. That is, I mean, you should see the look in his eyes. He's all soft and I, I don't know what to do with it really. You can just punt it down the street. Should I do my big ones? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm just shocked that you didn't mention our rescue chihuahua. I figured. I figured I'd. <laughs> Everybody I'd already give knows time that. For I'm kidding. Ginger. You know, it's hard for me to to not mention this one first, and that is just being six years out of a cancer diagnosis. Yeah. I'm gonna cry. Um, you know, I got to go this year to my oncologist and I hadn't seen him in a year, which was like, I felt really weird about that, that it'd been that long. And he was so genuinely happy to see me. Yeah. You know, I can yeah. tell like he was just, just happy to see me and yeah. just, you're doing great. And yeah. we talked about real stuff and it was an amazing feeling and it doesn't still come without its scares from time to time, as you know. So when I can remember that right now I am well, right now I'm not in a hospital, right now I am able to walk and run and 
do all the things I want to do and be with my family. And right now I don't have drains hooked up to me. And yeah. right now I'm not waiting for a scan. Um, you know, it's a great thing to feel um, the preciousness of everything. So <sighs> that's the big one for me. And then... Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. How frequently, like how many times a week or how many times a day does it go through your consciousness that you had cancer? It really depends. I would say until I got my most recent kind of all clear thing thing that happened, pretty often. Yeah. Yeah, pretty often. It's just kind of like it bounces around in there with the sea of other thoughts that just yeah, I comes mean, through. Often when I am looking at Sophia and just yeah. thinking about her yeah, growing yeah, yeah. and just thinking yeah. like, I'm, I hope I'm still here. I hope yeah, I'm still yeah, here. Yeah. I hope I'm yeah. still here. Yeah. And it changed my body, right? Like I see my breasts every day. I can feel the difference every day. So there is a very palpable reminder front and center every day for me. So not only the cancer, but the the years of... Yeah, the actual like feeling of the... Um, the body change. The body from, change, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the skin is different. You know, just things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just totally yeah, 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 yeah. apparent. Yeah. So yeah, pretty pretty often. Yeah. Although I would say in the last month or so, not as not often, as which is interesting. Yeah. I would say I am also just incredibly grateful that we are, knock on wood, you know, all doing well yes. um, and safe and that we have, like you said, have had the good fortune to be able to pretty swiftly move our business online because that's kept us just doing well without you traveling. Yeah, we don't have... We don't have lack. We don't have a deficit. You know, I think all of you and I have plenty of anxieties and anxiety. So the mind and my mind is particularly good at futurizing and creating what if negative scenario outcomes. But in present moment reality, we have everything we need. Yeah. And then some. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, related to that is just having however many months this has been without you traveling has yeah. been incredible. And I'm grateful for that. You know, there was a big, I don't like using the word because I grew up with such addiction because I grew up with a, an alcoholic and a cocaine, pretty much everything addicted brother. I don't use the word addiction easily, but I realize, and I think probably every business traveler out there gets this. And so many teachers get this. I realize what an unbelievably intense addiction the travel was, hmm. you know, because of the chemistry involved in it, the intensities, the ups and the downs of it. And it wasn't even that I loved the travel necessarily. I mean, I loved the teaching when I'm working with people, but the intense chemistry for me of having the anticipation, getting on the flight, showing up, teaching for hours, turning around and doing it again, you know, it's I feel like it's only been in the last month or so that I'm not getting the same kind of addicted, internally compulsive drive That's good. to like have to go do something. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I always theoretically wanted to make this change, but I didn't, but like chemically, could, I didn't. I don't think you could visualize I it. I couldn't visualize it. And also like biochemically, I wasn't there. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say this because- I think just getting to know our daughter better and better over the years and 
I think that you and I have both drawn a lot of lines between you having ADHD and her having ADHD. And I think before her, we didn't really even think that you had ADHD. And seeing how hard it is for her to get started with things and that there is a certain amount of excitement that's required, yeah. right, for the ADHD yeah. brain because yeah. because the reward system is different, because there's lower amounts of dopamine that are naturally doing what they're supposed to do, it's harder for people with ADHD to get motivated. So I think that the travel was actually like a way for you to have a deadline that you had to face yes. constantly. Yes. You And yeah. so you had to get the, all those chemicals up and you had to go and do it. And then you'd come home and you would feel horrible and complain about it, but then you had to do it again. I would feel horrible and I would complain about it, but I had the satisfaction of having gotten it done. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like cooking dinner every night and not really enjoying it, but knowing that at least you got it done. Yeah. So it feels good. Like the, that that part of me that feels good from having accomplished a task, mm -hmm. I would feel like, oh, I accomplished this weekend task. I accomplished this weekend task. Yeah. And again, it went- Which it, again, is something that's hard for people with ADHD to do is to feel like they can tick get, off the boxes so, yeah. really easily. <laughs> There's one more thing I want to say about it and then can throw it back to you, which is I always have actually loved the teaching part. Yeah, you've always said that. It's everything that goes with it. It's the flights. I've mentioned this a million times on the podcast. Like I have an irrational fear of flying. I have a phobia of turbulence and I don't like hotels, even nice ones. And I don't like being alone. Mm -hmm. And it's one of these things of like, like any musician or any person that's on the road, like, it's hard to understand how bizarrely lonely that job is. Well, I know. I did <laughs> because, enough business travel. It's it's really hard. Because I would get I would get plenty of attention when I was teaching, but then I'm at like a random Oh, it is so lonely. Yeah, it's there are really many weird. business travelers out there listening it's who really know what weird. you're talking it's about. It's really, really it's, weird. Yeah. And yet it's kind of it's like it's unrequited because there's a part of me too that's like oh my God, I get a little bit of space and alone time. And yeah. then you get that space and alone time. You're like, oh, well, this sucks. Yeah. I don't want this. <laughs> this isn't what I meant. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. So just going back to the the gratitude part of it, I guess, first of all, it's just been great to have you around. And it's been great to be able to do things on weekends as a family. And it has clearly been just really good for Sophia yeah. to have you around. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In so, like in so many, yeah. so many, so many ways. So I will just say that you went away last week for just a quick trip one night and you came home and both of us said to each other, I was like, I didn't even want you gone for one night. Like that's not okay anymore. I'm pretty awesome. It was terrible. I missed you so much. It was just really hard. So those are my big things. Yeah, I for think. sure. I'm going to talk about some like practice-based stuff. Okay. That especially in the last year, and you know, students of mine know this, but I have spent a ton of time essentially since the beginning of March doing a ton of kettlebell work. And the reason that I've done that is because I wanted to stay as strong and conditioned as I could, because I assumed I'd be getting back to jujitsu soon. And so I didn't want to lose the conditioning that I had developed through that sport. And as time has gone on, like 
it, there's still going to be some time before I can train. But some of the things that I have really been loving about the kettlebell work is my body just feels good from having that in combination with my asana practice. So uh, my asana practice has felt really good. It's been really strong. I mean, I, I've had a, I always have, but especially since March because A, because I'm not dealing with any injuries because I'm not training jujitsu. And then also because I'm not on the road, I have a much more stable schedule and I can practice pretty much every day or do kettlebells pretty much every day. And for me, it's not so much that I feel like I've put on any, uh, I don't feel like my body externally is different, but I feel strong in my practice. I feel stable in my practice. I feel really balanced in my practice. And for the first time in my life, my hamstrings are way more open than they used to be because I have created much more systemic strength throughout my entire system. And strength converts to range of motion much better than flexibility converts to strength. And so it's not that I practice any less. It's my practice has been kind of more solid this year than it had been in the previous several. But that inclusion of the kettlebell work has been so, so, so nice. And it feels really, really good. Practice-wise, strangely, that's making me really thankful of forward bends. Forward bends have always been a nemesis for me for two main reasons. Number one, I have um, I have lumbar disc injuries, or I have had lumbar disc injuries. And so forward bends, I have to really behave myself in forward bends. I can't get away with an error. I can't get away with overindulgence. I can't get away with any lumbar flexion because it stresses those discs and creates nerve pain. And so that in combination with the second fact, which is for someone that's practiced yoga this long, I still have tight hamstrings. You know, it's my body type and it's growing up around skateboarding and hockey, but they have really opened up and they feel super, super good. The other thing that actually feels pretty good in my practice lately are backbends. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, because my backbends had gotten so bad. <laughs> Just like, what do you mean? So bad. I mean, okay, so I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm saying this with loving kindness. Towards yourself? Yes, and I'm not judging myself or anyone else by proxy, but my backbends had gotten so bad. <laughs> and the reason they had gotten bad is, is twofold. Number one, I hadn't really been doing many of them. I hadn't really been doing many backbends. And two is I had prior to COVID for the previous couple of years been training a lot of, like I said, jujitsu. And that is an anti-backbend shape. You're just, you're in extreme right. flexion of everything. And then you, you engage your body in such a way that you essentially create a lot of static strength in flexion. And I just hadn't been diligent about doing my backbends. I had gotten kind of lazy. I'd been consistent with my practice, but I'd come home from training and I was so tired that I just didn't have, I would practice, but I just didn't have the energy or the enthusiasm to do backbends. But in combination with not training, with doing more kettlebells and strengthening my back body and being much more specific and consistent with my backbend practice, they feel really good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel, I think it's another thing I'm thankful for is like, it's all those things, but 
the reminder of how adaptable we actually are. Yeah, that's true. You know, is that we, you and you and I are not overly optimistic in <laughs> in like how perfectly plastic we think existence is. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we, we're, we're hardwired. We believe in gene pools, right? Yeah. And at the same time, there's a fair amount of range of who we are given the inputs that we input into who we are. Yeah, the epigenetics piece. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating. And so, you know, from going going over the last couple of months, like granted, my back beds are probably, they've, they've probably only back to like where they had been before they got really bad. <laughs> you know, which was like, I'm not dropping myself back anytime soon. Yeah. That's not happening in this lifetime. But it, it feels good. And it just feels good because I kind of went for a period. To, it's so hard not to be a prisoner of the moment. And I kind of went for a period where I was like, well, I guess my backbend career is just kind of done. How's <laughs> uh, that feeling about my arm balances And lately? it's just kind of a reminder of like, no, 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 no. No, they're just, this is just on pause because it's not, it's not the information that you have but been inputting into the system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, for mine, my yoga practice needs help. It's been really hard for me. I started off quarantine real, doing really well with my indoor in, in our tiny bedroom. And you were practice. doing a lot of Zoom. Yep. Yeah. And it's just been really hard for me to keep up. I mean, I think it started when... Sophia was just home all the time and she's home in the morning. She's very needy in the morning. It's like impossible for me to get started in the morning. But I will say the upside is that I have always been very much an indoorsy person. Just overall, my general personality is one of the reasons I moved to a city. I just, I'm never- One of the reasons we're together. I've never been one of those people who's like, I just, I spent the weekend forest bathing- and then I did, you know, a 20 mile hike. Like I, I'm just like, ah, bugs, snakes, help. You know, it's just, I'm just very indoorsy. I'm really loving being outdoors right now. Yeah, I'm really yeah. loving. We have a beautiful hill near our house that has a lot of little trails. And I have spent so much time up there. It is so beautiful. And I've really appreciated being outdoors. And I want to continue that. And yeah. so that's been a huge thing for me. Getting some exercise outdoors. Yeah, I think, you know, watching you and your struggle with being consistent in your yoga practice, I, for me, like from the outside, it's a couple of things. One is like, like you were saying, we don't have a ton of, we don't have a dedicated space no. for practice, which is okay. But it's hard when you don't have a dedicated space and everyone lives in that house 24-7. Yeah, and you're right? recording a lot of the time. Yeah. So... I'm recording a lot of time, and I don't know if you've noticed, but we don't have a particularly large bedroom, and our daughter's bed is on the floor in that room. I have noticed that. It's <laughs> yeah. been really an interesting uh, experiment yes. for my brain. Yes. So it's there isn't a place where you can get privacy for it. I think the other thing is that it ha- this isn't something that we've talked a lot about, but like you can't really do my classes. No. Right? No. Because you're married to me. So you don't want to deal with that. I could do them if they were live. Yeah. I could still go to your classes if they were live. Yeah. I love. I used to love going to your workshops when grandma and grandpa would come, things like that. But as a married couple with a kid, you know, we still can't leave her alone. So that's impossible. Yeah. And yeah, I can't listen to you barking at me from a computer screen. No. Can't, can't do it. No. 
if you, when you can, cause I know that you love Steph's class and I know you love Haley's class and Jack's class. So Brandy's class. Yeah. A bunch of, a Susanna's bunch of people class. in the community that you'll yeah. get back to. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's made me appreciate the studio experience more. I think there was a period of time where I was like, I'm so busy. I'm running here. I'm running there to school and pick up and drop off. And I just want to be in my house to do my yoga. Yeah. And now I can't wait for a, a studio to safely open again. Well, one was open for about 25 minutes. I know. City. I know. I feel I feel for them. So it'll yeah. happen. It'll yeah. happen again. And then when it happens, we are just going to, it's not going to, it's not like it's going to go from people practice in studio to now they only practice online to then they'll only be back in the studio. I think it's something to remember is that is that these two worlds will continue to grow and continue to support each other. I just remembered one more thing that it's kind of a big thing for me that I'm grateful for, which is... Yoga Land listeners. Well, yes, of course. But also, in addition... Yoga Land listeners who became students through my content course. Yes. It was really fun for me to, it was, it, for me, that was a big box to check, getting that course finished and up and launched. It just had been in my mind for years and I'd been actively working on it for a full year. <laughs> and then to have the students and to be able to see them and talk to them and hear their questions and support them and encourage them and then now see their work you know, as I follow them online has been super, 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 super fun for me. Yes. I just, I love them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk some trivial stuff? Yeah, definitely. Some nonsense. Mm -hmm. You know, the first thing that comes up for me? What? Canva. <gasps> totally. Dude, and you know what? <laughs> have We've never had a sponsorship from Canva, have we? No, we're not going, and we're not going to. They're not going to sponsor my podcast. Well, but here's the point. It's like, I love that. I love Canva. So you know that in my course, I have a mini, a Canva yeah, mini course. Yeah, and yeah. I start off all the videos like, okay, guys, now you're going to see why I love it so much. And I can't tell you how many people brought it up in the Facebook group or or in the calls like, oh, my God, Andrea, I love it so much. And I'm going to say what <laughs> like I the love best about tool. it. Yeah. I'm going to say what I love about it, which I've spoken about at length at other times, which is I am a verbal communicator but I'm a visual learner. And so I've always wanted to create more visual learning graphics and illustrations and flowcharts for my students. And it is unbelievably satisfying to me. This, the, the sequencing course that I did had a 70 page manual. The injury management course that I just did had a 160 page manual. And these things took me weeks was, i know he was weeks. they made you a little crazy but they made me crazy but you but felt good after yeah because it's such like for me to be able to organize information in a visual way that supports the um the verbal and the practice based teaching that i do is just it's unbelievably satisfying um and i could i just i couldn't do the kind of graphic work Without that, I couldn't. Another thing grateful for along those silly lines, which is learning, becoming functional at Premiere Pro. Oh, yeah. So that my trainings have, they can be HD video quality, mm -hmm. you know, because it's really hard. Like, you know, the idea of going back and rewatching something that doesn't have some decent 
audio and visual quality, like you're just not going to do it. You're not going to go back to those replays. So being able to film content and then learn how to actually like develop it and structure it and present it is huge. And then the third thing, which is not new to me, those two are new things to me. But the other thing from just like a trivial perspective that I'm happy about pretty much every day in my life, my Kindle Paperwhite. Mm. I cannot tell you because I try to put my phone away relatively early because evening social media never takes me to a good place. Mm -hmm. Never in my entire life. And so being able to read a book in bed in the dark is still like I still I pick that thing up and I think this is good. <laughs> You're this grateful is a for good it. thing that I'm grateful That's for. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, if we're gonna go apps, I'm gonna say very grateful for the Marco Polo app. Oh my God. I not never know grateful. who you're talking. I'm like, is she talking to me? <laughs> I am not grateful for the thumbnails on the Marco Polo app, like the little thumbnails of your face. They are so bad. I'm not thankful and for seeing myself on cameras. They, these all are the time, so much worse. I want they? to register a formal complaint, complaint to the Marco Polo customer service team. Please fix your thumbnails are so embarrassing. But, you know, I communicate with Chelsea for work on Marco Polo. I have gotten back in really close touch with a college friend, a friend who moved across the country last year. You know, we just did a cookie baking class over the weekend on Zoom and we were pulling each other (laughs) laughing so hard the whole time because it was a crazy class. But um, so that would be my weird app gratitude. Yeah. I mean, I would just say also, oh man, I mean, this is not a small one, but just the the age of our daughter right now. Yeah. You know, she's not a toddler anymore, but she's not a teen yet. So we're in just in this lovely phase where she still loves us so much and she's so, she just loves us so much and she's old enough and you know, she's very sensitive in so many ways, like physically, she's really flexible. So she's really sensitive and her moods are very sensitive and her attention is very sensitive. And she's finally able to, you know, do a regular activity, which is for her horseback riding. So that had, those things have just been incredible. I would say she's at this age where she loves us all the time. And I would say that she likes us 23 of the 24 hours of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, all there's yeah. an hour. We all yeah. pretty much every day. Yeah. We got like an hour yeah. of like, okay, I don't know what's going on with this one, <laughs> like but you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's a uh, But you came home from that one night trip last week and everybody talks about how when they're teens their kids start to become teens, they have to get like more dogs because they have to have someone who's totally. happy to see them when they open the door. And you open the door and she got up and ran to yeah. the front door to give you yeah. jump in your arms like that was, was sweet. so sweet ginger did too i know she did you know what ginger thought was another eater is home <laughs> another feeder you another mean. yes yeah <laughs> i meant like someone who's gonna eat and yeah 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 drip thanks for being awesome love you honey love you too and thanks to all of you like i can't express it enough whether you listen just here or you practice with me on glow or in studio or do my trainings or any of the above, you give both of us, you support our lives, you support our livelihood. 
you let us do what we want to do. And we, we couldn't do it without you. Well said. Couldn't have said it better. All right. Thanks, Jason. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, as always, for listening. We so appreciate you. And I hope that wherever you are, you have a good, safe week. And if you'd like to join Jason for his free info session about his 300-hour teacher training, you can go to jasonyoga.com slash info session. All right. Until next week, enjoy your practice. Enjoy your practice.